Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And uh, we're all here today. Yes, we which, are. Which is kind of surprising as uh, as we get close to the, the primo part of deer season. But, hey, that's just the way it works. And you were gone last week. Uh, Kevin Favor, good morning. Good morning, bro. Yeah, uh, for five days. Well, we're going to get a little Nebraska yeah, story today. Absolutely. Uh, morning, Kirk. Kirk is, good morning, sir. Yeah, Kirk's over there being technical and yeah, fixing I'm things. I'm trying to adjust my headset. I, I can hear nothing, but. That's all right. Yeah. Just, just look it. at us. Read read our lips. Yeah. I'll read your lips. Okay. Hey, hey, I just wanted to send out a, a big thank you again to our guest last week, Alan Deese from the uh, Wildlife Group. And we talked a lot about pairs and planting trees and stuff uh-huh. and kevin you missed it i did i missed it but and i can go back and listen to it on the podcast yeah oh, it, it, and it was great because you know uh i don't think there's anything better than improving the habitat not maybe not just for hunting but just because it's for aesthetics it's fun to look at sure stuff. it's fun to participate in that kind of thing uh-huh. i mean you, you you do it you know kirk you've done it yeah. uh, and do it yeah. I, I do it all the time and we're all we're all into improving yeah habitat to where it's not just <clears throat> I want to get an animal in front of me to where I can shoot it. That, it it's it, more than that. Can, can I add to that? Yeah. Because I was in Nebraska, and I was with an outfitter, okay, right. Right. which was really Jeff and I went on one hunt in Alabama years ago, mm-hmm. which was a rifle hunt. So this was kind of my second time as an out, you know, being there, you know, somebody taking you to the stand, blah, blah, blah. What you just said, though, I, I, I'm telling you, there's no place like home. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We had a great time. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, we had a fantastic time. Don't get me wrong, but just for everything that you do with your own property that you're so proud of, you know, planting trees, you know, food plots and when you, Whatever. when we, when you harvest an animal and it could be any animal. I mean, it could be a rabbit, a squirrel, turkey, yep. deer. It doesn't make, you know, you, 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 that's your property. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and it's different. I'm it just saying it's just different. different, you know, you know, cause Kirk, I mean, how many times have we had guests on the show? And when we ask them, you know, if you've got one hunt to do, yeah, where are you going to do it at? Yeah. And they don't all say, you know, my home place. Right. But for the most part, all of them, and we're talking some of the guests that have the ability to take, you know, the best of the best hunts, they all say my place. Yep. Well, I, I remember Brenda Valentine, who was on the show uh, not too many, mon- many months ago, mm-hmm. and that was the first thing she said. Mm-hmm. You know, we said if you had your... your Toxie Hayes of Mossy Hunt. Toxie Hayes wants to go to Mississippi. He wants yeah. to go to his place in Mississippi. Yeah. She just wanted to go home. Yeah. She, she just she go wanted home to go to Tennessee. And what? hunt with my family. Yep. And that's cool. I mean, I, and I think, too, you know the lay of your own land. You know how much sweat equity you've put into that's, it. That's yeah. it right there. And that's Absolutely. The deal, and that, you know? Yeah. It, it means a lot. It means uh, more yeah. when, when you do it yourself. Now, now look, hey, uh, if somebody can get, you know, a 20-year lease, I mean, because we've got friends. Yeah. That have leases that have had leases for a long period of time. Right. Yeah. And and for example, the club that I had been in in South Carolina, uh, Log Hall. I mean, this particular club has been around forever, 
and the membership is almost virtually the same. And, and over the years, they've done things to improve the property. Absolutely. To the benefit of the landowner, but also to the benefit of the, of the leaseholder. And today's guest kind of has a, well, not kind of, he has a publication that really kind of caters towards those people. Mm -hmm. Those people that want to improve their own little piece of heaven, their own piece of land, whether they own it or have a long-term lease or whatever. Uh, and our guest from last week, Alan Deese, actually wrote an article that we talked about la on last week's show about planting pears. But anyway, uh, without waiting any longer, our guest today is Andy Whitaker, and he puts out a publication called Wildlife Trends Journal. Uh, morning, Andy. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? Doing, doing very well, and thanks for coming on with us. And, and I was going to go ahead and have this big introduction and, and give everybody a background on you, you know, much like I was going to do last week with, with Alan, and I did not. Introduce yourself to people, kind of what your background is and what the background of Wildlife Trends Journal is. be glad to, and I appreciate you all having me on. Uh, Alan and I work together quite a, quite a bit. He, his company advertises with me, and he writes for me, and uh, we do a lot of things together because you, you hit it on, the, on the, the nail on the head. People want to improve the habitat of their, of their land, which, which affects every game species, non-game species, uh, and and wildlife enthusiasts, just people like to watch birds, you know, those mm -hmm. kind of things. But we started uh, Wildlife Trends Journal back in 2001 as a uh, black-and-white newsletter, just information from, from good sources, from university professors, from landowners, land managers, people, excuse me, actually out doing the work, uh, learning what they did, and especially what they did right and wrong, because, you know, why not learn from somebody else's mistakes? <laughs> That's exactly you know. right. But um, it started out as a, as a newsletter, uh, finally grew to in 2006 to a, a full-color magazine, and you, uh, you've got the magazine there, I think. And, I do. Uh, and we pride ourselves on trying to be different from most every magazine. Uh, you know, there are dozens of hunting and fishing magazines out there, and, and I subscribe to them all. Let me tell you, no, nobody's more of a hunting nut than me, especially turkey and, and Anybody who has free turkey hunts, be, be sure to call me. I'll, I'll be, I, I can show up real quick. <laughs> you, you sound like you'd fit right in here. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> well, if you don't ask, you, you never know. That's exactly but, right. Um, but um, we went to uh, uh, full, full color to 40 pages, and uh, we limit our advertising to 25% of the magazine because our subscribers pay a premium for good information. They don't want to be cluttered with a bunch of ads. And, and, and again, nothing against wrong with ads. That's what runs the world. But uh, my advertisers are, uh, you know, herbicide companies and uh, wildlife consultants and uh, equipment manufacturers and, and nurseries like Allen's, those kind of folks. So uh, our, our tagline, our, our, our famous line, I guess, is practical wildlife management information. We want you to be able to read this article Take it out in the field and calibrate your sprayer for your ATV, or know what rate to uh, to apply herbicides or uh, different recipes to, to plant for your food plots, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't remember how long ago it was, but a number of years ago, uh, I came across one of your uh, journals, uh, and I don't remember where it was. And and you know, as a as a landowner, and I'm a landowner, Kevin's a landowner. You always looking for good information practical information that that yeah. i can apply to my piece of land to make it better aesthetically uh for hunting or whatever and when i found this publication i said wow this is what i've been looking for 
And I think that, you know, it goes beyond people that are, are just landowners. It also goes to people that, you know, have hunt club leases or people that uh, may hunt on public land and, and want to get an idea for maybe doing something that they can do on public land to make their hunting experience better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's a great publication. And, and we talked a lot last week with Alan about pears and I didn't even know it because I haven't read my latest issue of Wildlife Trends, but that, that big article in the latest issue of Wildlife Trends was an article on pears by Allen. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't even know he could read, much less write. But <laughs> he, he actually did a really good job because, I mean, he works with this stuff every day. He, landowners call him all the time, and that's really how we got started. One of the, the uh, fellow who owns the nursery, uh, Wayne Bassett and his brother, uh, we were partners in Wildlife Trends at the beginning because they, at the nursery, they got so many questions. What do I plant? What's the best thing to use? Uh, how do I fertilize? When do I prune? You know, the, all those questions. And Wayne said, you know, why don't we start up a little newsletter type thing? You know, just get the word out. And it, uh, you know, they brought me in as the managing partner. Uh, back back at that time, I worked for Buckmaster Magazine. And uh, over time, it, it was it was doing well, uh, but not well enough for five different partners. We had five partners in it, so I bought them out back in '08, and I've uh, grown it since then. So, and, and let me tell you, uh, everybody tells me I have the best job in the world, and and, and I, I I can't argue with them because I get to deal with landowners, uh, the the wildlife biologists, professors from universities, people who you know in different walks of life, and and. and you know, I've got subscribers in uh, southwest Georgia who own 30,000-acre plantations, quail plantations, and that's all they care about is quail. They mm-hmm. love wild quail and want to do everything they can to, to fix those. I've got folks that, look, just do stuff on ponds, every issue. You know, some people just want deer. We try to do a little bit of everything, to, uh, you know, like Quality Whitetail uh, Deer Management Association. They're a great organization. Mostly what they do is deer. We do kind of what they do on deer. We do what Turkey Federation does for turkey and Quail Unlimited, uh, Quail Forever, those kind of folks. And just try to give you an overall picture. You know, you may not care about the latest issue on uh, prescribed burning because you're not going to burn. I, I, I recommend everybody does that if they can. But, uh, you know, that pond article may catch your eye or, or stocking, what to stock in your pond, those kind of things. You know, the, the neat thing about this publication is, is first off, uh, it, it's not like a, you know, newspaper thing to where it it kind of gets old and tattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get it, uh, when you subscribe, uh, as I've done in the past, you you have a three ring binder. The uh, bi monthly publication comes to you, and it's already got the holes punched in it. So when you get it, you read it, and then you put it in a binder because you're going to use go back and use. For example, I think that's got, a great idea. If you got a project, yeah. you know that you got yeah. coming up, and you say, "Okay, hey, this is what I want to do." You go back and you actually look at all your past issues and and look at the at the the, the contents on the front page cover sheet of each one, and say, "Okay, where's that article that I remember reading about about this?" Because I want to do that next month. It's that time of year. You right. go back and you read up on it again. Mm-hmm. It's a conference. It's a constant reference for somebody to do uh, projects on the land, uh, much like. Uh, Shoot, Andy, you know the, the Quality Deer Management Association, their food plot book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most people that plant food plots can use that as, as a reference thing all the time, as I do. Uh, in Wildlife Trends Journal, same thing. But it's it's across the spectrum. I, and I think that's the best part of it is that it covers everything. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. And, 
not only do we try to write by the time of year what things you can be doing on your property, but, you know, long-term things as well. But um, your uh, on-staff biologist, uh, Dave Edwards, my good buddy. That's right. He, uh, he, he does a uh, management calendar each issue, and it's usually four or five pages of things. Here's what you really should be doing right now on your property, you know, um, getting ready uh, to plant your food plots or doing your soil test and uh, all kind of things like that. Well, I, I love the publication, and uh, we're going to go to break here in a minute. But before we do, if people want to kind of turn on the computer and follow along and see what we're talking about, uh, give everybody the website address, and then also tell people what it costs to get a subscription, and then we'll take a break, and then after that we'll, we'll get into some of the topics that you've covered. Sure. It's uh, on the web. It's uh, wildlifetrends.com, T-R-E-N-D-S. Um, very easy. You go there. And when you click, uh, you can view uh, uh, an index of the different type of articles by subject, deer, turkey, quail, building projects, those kind of things, ponds. Uh, you can view the index uh, of that, and then you can uh, you have the option of one article being able to download, it, download from each subject. Like you can, you can read the actual article on deer or quail uh, if you subscribe to us, and uh, it's it's – we're not a typical magazine. Like I said, it's $125 a year for a subscription, but that gets you uh, a year subscription. Uh, for <clears throat> uh, We have another option where you can get several years back issues, hard copy, and we have over 100 older articles on the website. When you sign up, you get a password, and you can download, print those articles anytime. That's the best part. Become a member. Yep. You, get, you get it at home you know, for the library. And then you can always go back online and reference all the past articles online by topic. I mean, it's That's perfect. That's cool. All right, uh, folks, we're going to take a break here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show and our special guest, Andy Whitaker of Wildlife Trends Journal. Okay, and here's the, the key line, key phrase, practical wildlife management information. Uh, and it really is, folks. Uh, check it out while we're in the commercial break at wildlifetrends.com. We come back, we're going to talk about some of the articles that really impacted Andy personally right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, 
It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors show. Hey, just a big thank you to all those that participated in the Racktober contest that we Hunt Life had on Facebook. Yeah, did and you see that? Had thousands of people. It's unbelievable. Up, uh, getting into the contest, and on top of that, we gave away $1,000 worth of prizes. Yeah. You know, so it was a great contest, and uh, folks, you also can go to the Facebook Hunt Life page and check out the store. It's uh, not only available <laughs> yeah. at HuntLife.com, but it's also available on our Facebook page, which is really, really cool. And let's get back to our special guest today, which is Andy Whitaker of Wildlife Trends Journal. And, folks, this is a bi-monthly publication that you can get a subscription for. And, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, $125 for a year, correct? Right, that's right. And uh, and this is an unbelievable uh, guide, reference book that you can use to improve your little piece of heaven. And I've used the uh, the journals for, 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 gosh, ever since I bought my land in, in 2006, which is when I first became a subscriber. And you see this binder he's got over here? Oh, I I, I know Jeff all too well. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm like, he's got the I'm library. Like, so we we got here this this morning, Andy. I'm like, what is that? And he's <laughs> Andy. he's got this big huge binder with with all these wildlife trend journals. I've never seen this, so this is what you've done over the years, Jeff. Yeah, that's the, so. All the questions <laughs> okay. you ask me, and I, yeah. and I appear like I, I, I'm you know, you know Dave about? Edwards Jr. Right? Yeah. Well, you kind of do. There I mean, you, go. you, you yeah. take the uh, the man library to a whole new level with I, actually binders yeah. full of information that you can really read. W- would you not be just that magazine articles? Yeah. You know. <laughs> a- Andy, when I first became a subscriber to Wildlife Trends Journal, the the first thing I did was make sure that I got all my back issues and put them all in the binder. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just sit there and rifle through it and go, all right, well, here's the project that I got on my property. And I, and I would go and just flip through all the front pages and, and read the articles about something that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like learn. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and the best part is some people say, well, geez, I can get an outdoor life sub- subscription for, you know, $9.99 on this particular special. But yeah, if, if you're trying to, to do something practical management wise, you're not going to learn anything. Well, it's nice to have the people that have the PhDs in, in, in the knowledge to, to give you the information. One of the things I like about your website, Andy, is when you go to the front page and you look at sample articles and you, and you take your cursor over and you touch that, it gives you information on quail, wild turkey, white-tailed deer, pond management, predator control, uh, land management, even building projects and plannings. And, and I think that's really cool. So when people go there, they get kind of a broad spectrum of what you guys offer. Well, I appreciate that. I tell you, my, my goal is, well, first of all, we work a lot of different outdoor shows and land manager field days and those kind of things. And uh, a lot of people say, $125, that's, that's just a magazine. Come on. But my goal is, if I can't give you at least one article per year to save you more than that $125, then I haven't done my job because learning from other people's mistakes or before you call that that pond company to, to come build your pond, 
you know, know all the information to ask those folks, you know, or your food plots. Uh, you know, Jeff, how much money do you spend on fertilizer and, and fuel for your tractor and and your time, you know, you don't want to waste that. <laughs> you don't want to know that. <laughs> you don't want to put that yeah. out on the yeah. air. You His know, wife was yeah. had to go there, yeah. did you, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but it's the truth. And, and Andy, you know, if obviously uh, many articles come across your desk, and you've got a relationship with a lot of, you know, Ph.D. types that, that want to do articles for you or, or uh, master's folks or biologists, whatever. You know, of all the articles, uh, and we obviously can't talk about every one of them because, I mean, there's there's thousands that, that you've been able to put in the publication. A couple of them that really made you go, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, because you're reading these things on a, on a daily basis. You know, give us a sample of a couple articles that may have made you go, wow, I didn't know that, and that's great information. Well, uh the best part about what I do is I, I'm, I'm, we're very reactive to what our subscribers want. They call me all the time. Hey, I need some help with this. Uh, give me some more information on this. Uh, one thing that, that really came to my attention this past summer was uh, the drought here in the southeast. And yeah. we're mostly a southeastern publication. Um, and, you know, different pockets had some rain here and there. And I swear, I live in Pike Road, Alabama, just a little bit southeast of Montgomery, it would pour three, four inches in Montgomery, ten minutes away in Pike Road. You know, we're dying over here. So uh, it's just uh, I, I thought about the droughts and people, especially planting summer food, uh, food plots for their deer, you know, for giving them protein and growing antlers and those kind of things and cover uh, brood habitat for quail, turkey, those kind of things. I, I've got to thinking about uh doing something especially for your food plots for drought resistance and i uh, called uh, ryan basinger with uh, westervelt wildlife services he does a lot of articles for me and they deal with this stuff all the time he did a really good timely article in our past issue uh, on drought resistance uh, things you can do to to improve that because you can't fight mother nature mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no. nothing we can do about that but uh, he in that article he talked about some some uh uh, things you could plant in your food plots. For instance, chicory, very drought resistant. resistant. Uh, Durana clover is is more so than the wider a lot of the red. So, you know, you know, it's funny, Andy. You mentioned that about clover. I should have read that, you know, probably right. a couple of years ago because I mm-hmm. planted a white clover and had a really dry spring summer, and almost all of it was gone except for the very low lying spots. And if I had been smart, I would have read. You know, an article like that, and, no. and change that would have saved your hundred twenty-five bucks. That would have saved. <laughs> Andy, you know what the price of clover seed is? Yeah. The price yeah. of clover seed yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. You could have oh, taken yeah. us to dinner. Yeah, yeah. Could See, have. but yeah. I wouldn't have. You better get into work. Uh, yeah, we would have paid. <laughs> of course, the good, the good thing about the clovers is they are perennials, uh, and and they'll keep coming back if you take care of them. And there again, it goes back to having the binder and the back issues. You know, uh, we did an article on. Uh, how to control weeds in your in your clover stands. Well, you know, who's going to remember all that stuff? Just refer back to it. Here's how you mix it. Boom, go do it. Well, I, I need that kind of reference because I've been hitting the head quite a few times in my memory 
is not so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, I understand. Yeah, I haven't been hitting the head in my memory in working two either, so I don't think there's any similar to that. Yeah, but, but Andy, that age. article, you, you talk about, you know, you're mainly a Southeast publication, but I, I, th- I think you're really not. I think, I think it goes further than that because that particular article on drought-resistant food plots, I mean, we've got uh, a couple of affiliates in Texas that's right up their alley. Yeah. And because they deal with that on an annual basis, although this mm-hmm. past year has been something to the extreme. But, I mean, they that, that's something that would apply to them. Mm-hmm. Well, and talking about subsoiling or using a tiller versus or, or no-till drilling, you know, those kind of things. I, uh, in fact, I have a subscriber. He's the manager of a large uh, wildlife management area at Fort Rucker, Alabama, down here. And uh, he talked to his board and you know they were talking about doing their food plots for the upcoming year for you know because folks can pay i think it's five dollars to hunt on the on the place and it's it's a great place and he really manages it well he's been a subscriber for a long time loves publication and he saw that and he did a lot of no tilling this year and what that entails uh, is is after you've planted and everything it doesn't even look like you did anything because you're not disturbing the the soil that much not messing up the 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 moisture underneath and Right after planting, his a uh, couple of his board members said, "You know, this doesn't look very pretty." He said, "Just wait, just give it some time." And sure enough, it's come up just beautifully. And he's conserved that soil down there. Now, when I talk like this, it sounds like I know what I'm I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not a wildlife biologist myself, and I I think in a lot of ways that's more of a benefit because I come at all these subjects, all these articles, and and want these articles from a landowner and and hunter perspective you know i'm not i'm I'm not very opinionated about things i just want information so um when i say i'm not a wildlife biologist i'm an avid hunter especially turkey and if anybody has free turkey hunts oh i already said that i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you want to give uh, them your uh, phone number so call (laughs) eventually trust me but um i i i I come at these articles you know I need to know, so I, I talk to, and I have some uh, just good old boy. I, I've got a, a, a trapper in Missouri. He's a good old boy. He's been trapping forever. He does trapping articles or predator articles, how to control predators. Um, I have Ryan, for instance, did this this article, but he he doesn't make it in a, a, a technical or, or, or egghead kind of way. You know, just stuff you can you can read and understand and use yourself right there. I've got a professor at Auburn University, uh, Steve Ditchkoff. Uh, he he is excellent as far as breaking things down. And let me tell you, he he has a large pen. Uh, I think it's 25, 30 acres or so that he studies deer in. He's an expert in hog management, wild pig management, and he just breaks it down very simply. Here's here's how we do it. Here's what the study said. For instance, another article you're talking about um, coyotes and fawns. You know. Uh, Everybody says, "Well, we got too many coyotes. They're eating all our fawns, and we don't. That's why we're not seeing deer anymore." His studies show, yeah, coyotes uh, affect them somewhat, but not as much as you'd think. And he's got the studies, he's got the information to to prove it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'd sit there and and kind of leaf through all the different publications, you know, based on the wildlife management counter that you have. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll go back and research all the articles that apply to the particular wildlife management calendar that Dave Edwards does. 
You knew, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I knew by, that. Yeah. By the size of that spiral notebook over <laughs> yeah. there, I knew there had to be something yeah. in there. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, we're talking with Andy Whitaker of Wildlife Trends Journal, and if you want to check it out on the web, wildlifetrends.com. We come back, we'll talk about a few more articles before we let Andy go, and we we kind of venture to Nebraska. Yeah, so. absolutely. We got to talk Nebraska. Yeah, a- Andy Kevin was uh, just in Nebraska bow hunting, so we're going to get a little little bit of that. Now, oh. wouldn't wouldn't you like to go there? How come you didn't get an invite? I, I, hey, they well, got lots of turkeys there, Andy. Well, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of it. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture and you say, game on. If this has ever happened to you, you need to be a part of Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back, and it's me, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Walks. Good morning, everybody. And also our special guest, Andy Whitaker of Wildlife Trends Journal. It's a bi-monthly publication that landowners and wildlife enthusi- enthusiasts need to really check out because it's a, it's a wonderful publication. And, and Andy, uh, we talked about some of the different articles. Uh, are there any others that really kind of stick out in your mind that made you go, wow, I didn't know that, or, boy, that's great information? Well, I have a uh, a lady wildlife biologist believe it or not and she's out of south carolina she she is excellent on different things she just finished a 
uh, an article about endangered species and how they affect landowners kind of thing. That's going to be in the next the two issues. It's two-part. But she did one um, a few issues back on wildlife myths separating facts from fiction. And uh, just it, it's so interesting, not something you would take in the field necessarily, but stuff that's interesting and, and fun to know, like about rattlesnakes, for instance. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you got one button for every year that it, that it's, it's been alive. Well, that's not true necessarily. And we we killed a, a rattlesnake uh, while planting food plots this year, and it, it had 13 rattles on it. Mm. <laughs> it scared me to death, let me tell you. Yeah, but, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, she talks about how it's not necessarily uh, the age per button, but uh, uh, every time it sheds, it produces another button. And some rattlesnakes, depending on type uh, type of terrain or habitat, whatever, if it's uh, uh, sandy, if it's uh, dry, if it's wet, you know they could they could uh, shed their skin two or three times a year, four times a year, some just one time a year. So stuff like that, uh, do, you know, do foxes climb trees? You know, yes, uh, the the gray foxes do. The uh, you know uh, wild hogs, uh, feral hogs versus wild hogs versus Russian boars, those kind of things. Just good information to, to have and. Let me tell you, I, I settle a lot of arguments with people. They they take, you know, they'll be arguing with their buddy about something. Here, here it is in Wildlife Trends Journal. This is, you know, from the documented, from the from the professors, from the the what we call the boots and briars folks out there who are out in the field, actually doing the work and and learning what to do on the property. You know, it's funny. You you, you mentioned the article. I got my binder here. I quickly mm-hmm. flip through it and I find the article by Anna Huckabee Smith. Mm-hmm. And and one of the, the topics is so I mean this is how it is I mean it's cool you can flip through and find things. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the other topics in this Miss article uh, a black widow's appetite for her mate. <laughs> that, yeah, that, don't know that. It's just good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, and and we we also do some what we call backyard habitat stuff. You know, if you want to attract hummingbirds to your property, mm-hmm. I, I love. I'm 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 a good old boy hunter type person. I love to watch hummingbirds all the time. It's just you know those kind of things. Uh, what to plant for different species, and we get into native versus non-native stuff. I've got some biologists who never want to plant something non-native, but you talk to Alan Dees, for instance, or Dave Edwards, and they talk about planting sawtooth oaks all the time. They're good producers of, of small acorns for deer and turkey, and uh, you know, as long as you're managing that, and that's the key word, managing your property. Uh, there are things uh, quail hunters plant, uh, bicolor lesbadiza, autumn olive, those kind of things. Some biologists say never plant that because it spreads and gets out of the way. Well, if you're managing, if you're burning regular, if you're really managing your property, uh, you, you can control those things. So, you know, we're not, I'm not saying you have to do this, have to do that. We, uh, a few years ago, uh, especially here in Alabama, they're debating on whether we should bait or not, uh, allow baiting. I, I, got a, a wildlife biologist to do the anti-side, why it's not a good idea to, to allow baiting. Was and, that uh, Dave Edwards? No, it wasn't Dave this time. <laughs> I, I, I can't use Dave all the time. Right, okay. <laughs> but uh, And I had an outdoor writer from Texas who did the uh, pro side. And, you know, we didn't take a stand. We just said, here's the information. You mm-hmm. you decide. Right. Yeah. And then uh, that's great to show both sides of the story mm-hmm. because that, that certainly is a hot debate. and. And, folks, uh, Andy Whitaker, 
Wildlife Trends, uh, Wildlife Trends Journal. Uh, check out the website at wildlifetrends.com. And, and if they want to call you, Andy, you got a number? Yeah, uh, 800-441-6826. Uh, you can call me anytime. Um, we have several uh, years of the back issues you can get. You can get the articles online at wildlifetrends.com, or, or just call me. I'll send you a free copy and let you take a look at it. Perfect. Hey, Andy, thanks for spending the time and taking away a morning yes. uh, from your deer stand. Uh, well, I would only do it for you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Andy, and, and have a great weekend, and we appreciate you coming on, and, and hopefully we'll see you in December. That's I, I definitely plan to. My my son's in the Navy. He's uh, uh, stationed out of Mayport there, so uh, uh, he's on deployment right now, but we plan to be in, in that area quite a bit. All right, perfect. Uh, thank you, Andy, for spending the time. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, fellas. Yeah. All right, take care. Folks, Andy Whitaker, Wildlife Trends Journal, uh, a wealth of information and really good stuff. I yeah. mean, this, this um, Kevin, you've had a chance to see it. Now, this is the first time I've ever brought it in front of you. Yes, it is. Uh, well, first, I'm first ready. time I've I, ever brought it in front of you. Well, it's I'm easy to access, too. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm getting ready to jump on a plane for five hours to go to Indiana, so thanks. Dog. Yeah, that, uh, that helps. Yeah, you're, you, he, he's our, uh, I guess you could say, in the field researcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm the in field researcher yeah, right the, now. Especially yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's definitely in the field. Yeah, so, you know, in, in Nebraska last week. Um, well, how was it? It was awesome. I mean, you know, really, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. Um, North, all right, just we were quick little idea here. Yeah, uh, I've been turkey hunting there for many years. Yes, you know I don't get the chance to travel in the fall with football season, and that's the reason I went there is because I've been you, telling you yep, about it. Yep, and uh, and you finally go and you got to see n- not only the the fertile North Platte yeah. River bottom as far as wildlife, but also the the canyons with endless endless fields of alfalfa. Endless fields and endless turkeys. I, I, you know, I, Jeff, you've been telling me for years. You know, you, you and I have been doing this this particular show uh, for for almost fifteen years, and and you've been going there a long time. And you're like, dude, you, you know, Kirk, you and I, we we hunt our butts off all year for one bird, right? You know, in the South, that's the way it is. You know, I mean, a lot of times, and Jeff's like, huh. he goes, dude, you you just got to go out there and see this, and you know, you're always thinking, oh yeah, whatever, Jeff, dude. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy. It, it, it's it, it's. I mean, I, we 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 flew out on Wednesday, so Thursday morning was our first hunt, and we sat in the canyons. It was 19 degrees. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was still cool. It was sound travels forever. Perfect. Did you hear a couple turkeys? And 10 minutes before daylight, I honest to God, Kirk, I have never heard so. If if, if it was one, it was a thousand, and it may have been more than a thousand birds. I mean, it, it gobbles as far as you could hear in front of you, behind you, to your left, to your right, in the hens. Oh, that and, must have been and, awesome, And then when man. they started flying down, man, it was like, <laughs> and then get this. Jason told me, Jason is the, the guy, the outfitter, uh, Fern Feathers, Feathers Outfitters. Jason told me that I wasn't even on the big roost. He said Colt was on the big roost, my 14-year-old son. And when, when I saw Colt, he's like, Dad. I'm like, what, buddy? He goes, did you see the turkeys? <laughs> you know, and, and that's the, that's the reason that I did this. Yeah, it, it was for it. Obviously, I wanted to go. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted him to experience something different besides hunting in the South because mm-hmm. it's it's tough here, man. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, when when you hunt when you grow up hunting Florida and Georgia, and and it, it's it's thick. It's you know we we have to put food plots in most of the time to see deer. Right. 
to be able to go out there and see them and see and, and, and I, see them. And, 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 I mean, and, see them. And see them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to the point to where you know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a couple stories when we come back from the break. Right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Connections. That's what life is really all about. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we're back, and uh, we had Andy Whitaker on from Wildlife Trends Journal. Uh, practical wildlife management information. Folks, check it out, the website, wildlifetrends.com. Uh, it is a wealth of information. And for, for the serious uh, folks that want to improve their own piece, piece of land or, or improve a piece of land that, you know, they hunt or mm-hmm. lease or whatever, or just, you know, people that have got 10 acres and want to, have yeah. a better wildlife experience in their backyard. It's a it's a wonderful publication, uh, and it's a joy to read. You know, from a, from sure. an application standpoint. Can't wait also, to read it on the plane today. Yeah, you're going to love it. <laughs> uh, so Nebraska, you yeah. know, got to hear a lot of turkeys. Yeah. And how was the deer hunt? The deer hunt was fantastic. Uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm I'm able to to hunt Kansas. Uh, I've hunted Kansas five or six times now. And again, you know, my my son's 14 years old, and and just wanted him to experience something different besides the South. And Jeffy did. I mean. Uh, the very, fir- the very first morning, I, you know, I, uh, texting's great. My phone, I see, you know, a little light comes on and, and, and pull it up in this Colt. And, and, and he's, he's, this is cool. He's like, dad, I'm freaking out. You know, that's, that's what the text says. So I'm looking, I'm thinking, God, you know, what have you fallen out? He goes, I got an, the biggest buck that I've ever seen in my life in pictures. He said it's a 10 point at 45 yards. And he goes, I'm shaking so bad, you know, and, 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 and the text was even shaken. You can see the words were missing and, yeah. and that's, that made the whole trip. Yeah. Seriously. That's how it started out. 
And and from there, one morning, Jeff, he saw 41 deer. And, and now this is down in the river bottom. This isn't like you're you're out in the, in the prairies, yeah, you know, where you alpha forever. fields. Yeah, this is in a river bottom. He had bucks chasing does. He had bucks fighting, and and you know, and he's sending me these texts, and he just had a ball. I mean, he saw things that he's just never seen. That's the reason that we went. Well, and you, you, know? and you got a chance to drive from Denver. Yeah. And on that drive, and I was telling you, when you when you drive from Denver to head to that interstate, and what is it, interstate eighty? Eighty. Yep. That uh, in there it kind of splits, and as soon as you hit Interstate 80 in Nebraska, and it gets kind of it basically parallels the North Platte River bottom. Yeah, where you, was your head on a swivel the whole time? The whole time. The whole time. Every little green field that you went by it had, I, animals. I, I had animals in it. It, it was <laughs> it's crazy. It's just fantastic. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I just can't explain it. I mean, really, it was um, it was a totally different experience. And, and uh, man, we you know, Colt got shot and missed, which was fine, and then he had some follies. Which were fantastic, you know. Dropped his grunt. He grunted in a huge buck on on the last morning, and uh, he thought that he put his grunt call in his pocket and went to get his release. And and and, and when he stood up to to draw on the deers, it was in his lap. It was in his lap, and it hit every <laughs> ring going down the ladder. Uh, and he said, "Dad, that buck just looked at me and then took off." And and he's like, he said, "All I could do was laugh." You know, it's good uh, stuff. And you had an opportunity. I did. I did. I had an opportunity at forty-seven yards and shot over him on Saturday morning. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about you guys. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. Kirk, yeah. do you think he was thinking about us? I was. No, I don't because think I was thinking, so. Because I, I watched him for seven minutes. So I was thinking, as soon as I kill this, uh, I, I'm, I'm calling the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have been real happy. I know that. you would have. Folks, you're a uh, great, great show uh, here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show because, you know, the last two weeks we've had two guys that yeah. really are experts, Alan Deese and Andy Whitaker. Uh, Dave Edwards next week. Dave Edwards will be joining us yep. in studio yep. next week, our staff biologist. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit, too next week about his place cabin bluff that i got to go to and, thursday and, and i'm on my way to indiana today so i'll give you some indiana Your stories dog <laughs> he's living the dream of yep. Kirk, you're going to kentucky soon. I leave, me yeah i leave uh, kentucky uh, tomorrow morning i'm calling football games That's Folks, right. thanks for listening we'll talk to everybody next week <laughs>